All right, welcome back to Diving Into Data. He's TC Riley. I am Tyler Kern. We are talking data privacy, and we have a term of the day, a term of the week. We do, our term data of the week. Of the we week. always do. But uh, this one's going to be a little bit more high level than some of them, but simply de-risk. All right, de-risk. I think pretty much everyone kind of knows what that means. It means you're going to lower your risk. The right. reason this applies so much, not only to our next topic here, but also data, a lot of what analyti um, analytics departments do at companies is help companies de-risk. Um, little thought experiment just to quickly show this. All right, Tyler, I say you have two events. Both are bad for you. One has a 1% chance of happening. One has a 20% chance of happening. Which one, which situation are you uh, feeling better about? I'm feeling better about the one that has a 1% chance of yeah, happening. Yeah, you are, exactly. Yeah. You don't have the full context, though, of my problem. Unfortunately, uh -oh. your 1% is the chance that you are going to, you know, that that's great. That's what you want to go with. You've made your selection. Yes. That's the chances that you're going to go home today and your bank account is going to be emptied by a foreign hacker somewhere. Someone mm. has just completely taken all of your money. You are at zero, zero, zero. Um, or you're seeing red in that bank account. That's one disappointed hacker. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> Their time well, was better spent in someone else's bank account. <laughs> okay, touche. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, that 20% was that quarter that you have in your pocket. It's going to fall out at some point in the day, and you're going to lose that quarter. Whoops. Yeah, that would stink. But you know what? I don't think you're going to lose too much sleep over that one. So right. um, again, stupid little thought experiment there. The idea being that you need to consider all the variables when you're a company and you're trying to de-risk. You can't just look at very straight, simple statistics and assume that that is going to tell you the best solution. Um, you need to build models. You need to understand really what's going on in order to de-risk your company. One of the things that, as we tie into our next topic here, data security and privacy, that um, companies really need to look at de-risking. I think it's going to be one of the biggest things in 2020 is around data security. Interesting. Um, frankly, we've gotten to a point where I don't think anyone should feel secure about their data in any capacity. Um, given the breaches that we've had over the last decade that we're kind of consistently seeing now, given the regulations that are coming out that are trying and maybe not being as successful as we hoped at, you know, doing this, looking at the um, ability for uh, the government to easily hack into certain devices when they need to, for the most part, with one exception we'll touch on here in a second. Um, <laughs> it, there's a lot of things that kind of show that if someone really wants to get your information, to get into your system, to get into your data, they can. And it is kind of an unfortunate truth to the way life is. So I want to kind of break this down and look at this from three little different um, uh, kind of topics, okay. um, all of which I think have gotten a lot of national and international attention recently. Let's start with regulations. That's kind of the easy one. Um, the good news is that as we go into this, the, the don't be quite as scared. I'm trying to you know soften the blow here. Thank you. Um, company, or companies, countries and um, international organizations, the EU specifically, mm -hmm. um, are taking significant steps to try to control your data um, and protect your data. And not only protect your data, but give you data rights. That's a term that's kind of come up. Um, that's becoming an inherent right for humans is the right to your data and the right of the privacy of your data. Um, GDPR is a huge one in the EU. Obviously, that rolled out about a year and a half ago. It has been moderately successful. It's had some little wins. Um, CCPA just rolled out in California this year. It's the first one in the United States. It's not going to be the last, I promise you that. Um, and it, the issue with these is not that, I get I think these are good steps. Um, even as someone who relies, frankly, on a lot of this data to do my job, my job sure. is important on this data, I'm still a proponent of these and being able to protect, store, um, request the erase of your data, things like that. But the two things that are really kind of depressing me about it is that one, compliance is iffy at best. There's a ton of companies. I can go, I can spend three minutes to go find major websites that are out of the you know, CCPA compliance that qualify for that. Right. Um, and the reason that compliance is so iffy is that enforcement's really hard. 
Um, there are going to be outside of the EU targeting the FANG companies, you know, the uh, uh, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, the Google, the, the big boys on the block. Um, uh, that is what the EU has been focusing on. Uh, yes, those companies make a lot of money. There are millions of other companies out there around the world that um, have kind of just said, ah, whatever, to GDPR. Mm -hmm. um, I, they're not slapping. Uh, maybe they're slapping a couple wrists, but they're not really enforcing this. Right. It's kind of hard to. I, I'm not saying I have a solution. I'm just saying it's a problem, and it's something that we kind of need to be aware of as we look into the next decade of what we need to address and what we need to work on. Um, so regulations are, you know, are, are part of that. Um, but another big piece is privacy. Um, so data privacy and the ability to know that your data is actually going to be secure. Um, I'm going to talk about two companies, kind of what I think uh, the literally opposite ends of the spectrum here of what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. um, the outside of one particular company, um, just about every device out there can be backdoored in by the government. They can get in everywhere. Um, the one thing I will say, recent story that's been in the news, Apple. Um, Apple's not unlocking the Florida shooter's phone that was from a few weeks ago at the military base. Right. Um, if you remember a couple years ago, the San Bernardino San Bernardino, yep, that's, exactly. right. that's right. Same type of thing. Um, again, the government has eventually spent the time, effort, and money to where they've been even able to get around this one, the supposable inhackable phone or unhackable phone. Um, but it's kind of set up this little tussle or showdown between the government and Apple. Um, and frankly, um, good for Apple, if I'm being honest. Sure. Um, they have developed a product where they pretty much have said, by helping you get around our blocks, we are creating a way to get around these blocks. What we are doing, even though, again, it's not perfect, they did find a way with the San Bernardino one and all, and they will with this one. Um, in general, Apple is saying, we're not going to open this back door because once we've opened this back door for you, yes, maybe U.S. government, your intentions are good. And trust me, I'm all for any type of punishment for people like this and getting as much information as possible. And no way saying that. But... Once that back door is open, it cannot be closed. Um, how long until someone hacks into the government, um, you know, database, which is notoriously um, susceptible to uh, intrusion from foreign parties, um, and gets that information and can now access any Apple device in the world? Sure. Um, so uh, good on them. Um, the other kind of interesting piece of this, especially as we look forward to 2020, one of the fun flash words flying around: 5G. Ooh, yeah. Um, so Huawei, who it's not Huawei or Huawei or all these other things that kind of drives me nuts. I pronounced people. it wrong every time. Yeah. And it's okay. How do you it, say it? Huawei. That's Huawei. A, yeah. That's, that's the closest English, um, you know, kind of pronunciation. It's not perfect, but Huawei is the kind of how that's actually supposed to be pronounced. But, um, their 5G, there's been a lot in the news about, you know, the U S won't let them be part of the U S 5G build out the yes. U S warning European, certain European countries will or will not allow them to be part of it. Um, uh, there, this was a window into something, a great article I read, um, looking at the predictions of what's going to come in 2020, and they're calling it the 5G hackathon. So with 5G, with IoT expanding, there's going to be a larger attack surface. That's what yes. they're calling this. There's going to be 5G everywhere, and it's going to be great, which means that there's more opportunities, more access points for people to hack into. And even though they're developing security for 5G, and of course, you know, the companies developing that are definitely on top of that and are doing everything they can. Um, frankly, it's just a little scary because even if the companies that are developing this technology and deploying it um, are doing everything they can and doing everything right, it doesn't mean every company or every you know local little outlet or any person who operates some of those towers and stuff like that is going to do what they're supposed to do. Definitely. Um, and with this IoT kind of connection, you know, this this web that we're building, we're just there's going to be a lot of access points there. And something that the Security Boulevard article was really talking about was. Um, Get ready. It, once this is deployed, not long after, you're going to hear left and right about 
the breach here and the breach here and the issue here and the malware that was installed in this. So it, again, we're, we're getting a little darker and deeper, but it, it, be prepared for it. It's like a real life instance of, uh, you remember the movie Italian Job? Mm-hmm. Where the uh, computer hacker guy yep. is able to hack into the government system and then controls the the lights. Yes, you know? exactly right. So he, yep. can, he can make all the lights green or all the lights red, and so he causes accidents. I think and also there's a Die Hard movie. That's real, they also did that plot line, I think, the last Die Hard. Uh, uh, it's Live Free or Die, Die Hard did. with Timothy Oliphant. Yes, he's the guy yes, that yes, kind of yes, designs, yes. <laughs> he designs like the entire cybersecurity uh, infrastructure for the United States and then... And- uh, <laughs> yeah, and then breaks it, and it backs up all the money into his account. And that's yes. it's uh, fantastic. Just Bruce yeah. Willis at his finest. But this is why I love you, Tyler, is because I can throw a random reference like this out, and every time you pick it up and run with it, better than I even could. I You're got awesome. it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the privacy, we have the regulations. The other little topic I'll quickly touch on before we wrap up here is the breaches, 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 left, right, and everywhere. Um, if you haven't heard of a massive data breach that is impacting you, you've been living under a rock or in the uh, somewhere in the Yukon where you don't have any type of electronics, because we're all somewhat how in this Venn diagram, right? It's like, exactly. It, it, just it's about not everyone. if you've if your information's been compromised on some level, it's just how many times your information. Like, have you been at a Marriott recently? There you go. There's my first one. Yeah. How about Marriott? Do you have a Facebook account? Do you have an Instagram account? You ever had First American as a service any of your insurance providers or do you have insurance in general? Do you ever have your data, and you do if you've gone to pretty much any doctor, collected by the American Medical Collection Association? Do you have a bank account with Capital One? Do you have MoviePass? Do you play Words with Friends? Do you have your stuff with Equifax? Hint, hint, you all do. Do you use Adobe Creative Cloud? I could go on for literally, those were just the major ones that have happened About in the last seven year. seven of those are true of me. Yes. Seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. Yes. And I, I literally, this weekend, I filled out before the deadline for Equifax to get their free 10-year monitoring, because me and my wife were both a part of that one. And realistically, I can have monitoring left and right. All the monitoring is going to tell me is, hey, someone else accidentally breached your data at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, it's getting kind of scary out there. Realistically, um, what you touched on is, back at the beginning of this, is what I want to go back to, is that you know, everyone's kind of affected. Your data's out there. It is what it is. We're almost developing an apathy towards it. The That's fact a good that, point. Um, when there is this massive Yahoo's done this and Marriott's done this and this and that, everyone kind of says, oh, you know, okay, again, you know, what else are they going to find? Yeah. Um, and, and it's a little concerning because th- this is all pretty much out there now. It's going to continue to get out there. Um, and there have not been a, there has not been a singular one that has led to incredibly, you know, really bad repercussions for a lot of people yet. Right. Um, there hasn't been where, okay, you know, Equifax and they did all this and now um, everyone who is affected by this, you know, has a bunch of fraudulent, you know, uh, things showing up on their credit report. They're not doing stuff like that. We haven't really seen that yet. There's been kind of more isolated incidents. I'm sure there are people out there saying, what are you talking about? Yes, I did. But overall, it hasn't happened. It's going to happen at some point. Um, this is frankly a storm that's brewing that people seem to be caring less about as we go along and frankly probably should be more concerned about it. Mm. Um, so I, I, maybe some of these regulations do something about it. I, I don't think they will. I doubt it. Um, I, hopefully a bunch of companies out there are going to take more of an Apple stance and try and really lock their stuff down. They won't. Um, hopefully all these breaches stop happening. They're not going to. Um, so this upbeat message brought to you by diving into data is 2020 <laughs> is going to be tough for data privacy and security. Buckle up folks. We're in for a ride. Woo. How's yeah. that for optimism? Oh yeah. What a bright way to end the day. Huh? I'm here hey, for it. We're real. We're, we're, we're not going to butter it up here. Uh, there's a lot of scary stuff in the world and, uh, this is something to add to that list. 